there. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Girl We Have to Talk podcast. And Hello. long time no talk. We took yes. like, normal recording schedule because of everything going on. So mm-hmm. here we are. We're back, and we're ready to talk about it. We're back, and I want to say better than ever, but I think we're just ourselves. We've always yes. been great, so we didn't need to get better. <laughs> same. It's just like the same awesomeness same that's always there. Well, no, no. Actually, Jamie, it is better because that now for at least the month of June for the next like four or five weeks, we're going to have an episode every week, oh, which right, is completely because, new. So right, we are better right. than ever. That's okay. Yeah, sure. we, yes. we're officially better than yes. People are listening to this and you like listening to this. We're <laughs> and gonna... if you're like, this is too much, stop. Yes, exactly. You can send us a message and say, this is too much stop. (laughs) I feel like that's an excellent place to be, too. If you're like, ooh, I really like the, you know, two times a month thing. I really liked you just a little bit. Right. I don't need this every week. Some of the time. Exactly. We all Uh, have friends like that, right? We all have relationships like that. I like you just this amount, like just a, a little bit. Yes, yes. And when I have too much of you, I start to really dislike you. So that's been, Mm -hmm. you know, a learning experience. Um, And this recording is like we're recording this the day before it comes out. So it is like very relevant to everything that's going Mm -hmm. on. We were thinking about Mm -hmm. recording this like last week, but I'm actually happy we didn't. Um, And I'm happy we didn't because I think I was a lot more like emotionally pissed off. Than I, I was, agree. Than I was to, than I am today. I'm still mad, but I'm like a lot more sane. So it's probably a better place to be. Mm-hmm. Instead of rage, you're in mad. Yeah. So just, yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's I'm in mad now, um, mm-hmm. which is like I think most people should be. So we are talking about the civil unrest that's going on due to George Floyd's death and just like the ongoing systematic racism that is America. And that is what we're going to be talking to about on this podcast. So if you do not like that. This is not the episode for you. So I'm happy that we're just getting that out the, like, the gate at the beginning right, of the episode. Right, We have a lot of other episodes that are not as heavy. Exactly. There's going to be, like, a really fun episode next week. There was a really fun episode mm-hmm. all the weeks before this. So this is just maybe. Right. And personally, I think this could still be useful. Like, everything. Like, it still could be useful. Absolutely. But if you're tired of it, if you're just like, I'm sick of it, then that's okay. I mean, if you're sick of it, you probably should reevaluate yourself and like really think about who you are as a human. But also, <laughs> yeah, that's and valid. the privilege that you have to be sick of it. Yes, but you some know. people don't have that privilege. But you know, whatever, it's a thing. It's a it's a feeling. But I also love how our podcast like mimics life, right? Like sometimes there are heavy things in life, and sometimes there are funny things in life. So you know, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So before we get jumped into that, I don't want to like make this too crazy heavy of an episode. So tell us, Jamie, like we have not had an update mm-hmm. in a long time. So what oh, are you up to? Like even like outside of the podcast, mm-hmm. kind of, we haven't had an update. Totally. Well, so okay. So I'm. I think I told you I'm doing this new meal service, and yes. I um, just stopped myself from eating any more black bean brownie batter, Ooh. which is <laughs> it's so good. I only like, have six grams of added sugar. It's like pretty healthy. What for is you. this? Like what Gluten food? Free, vegan. You can eat it raw. You don't have to make it, which, yeah. Like they also have almond chickpea cookie dough. I went through that in like three days. Is this three the or four days. Um, purple carrot? No, this is called Hungry Root. Hungry and Root. I really like it. You'd be so proud of me. I'm like using 
a pan like regularly now you should to, write like, them a letter you should write them a letter and see if they'll sponsor this podcast because like you that's I, actually true I yeah shouldn't be saying anything without talking like telling yeah them. you gotta yeah, get paid that's for true. it but no that's, that's okay true. I mean hey I don't know maybe maybe they would want a listenership more than five people do you think it's not <laughs> five people there's definitely a solid 50 people who listen to okay, this on a regular basis people. and that's, that's 50 people. 10 times what I just said exactly so that is a lot 50 people who are definitely probably not using that service right now (laughs) that could potentially be using it so they should be grateful for our little listenership um yeah they're welcome so true so okay so you're using that and then did you tell me the other day that you were using blue apron too or did I just like completely make Uh, that up well yeah so I got no 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 you didn't make that up at all um very good memory so I um, got like a, cause I had wanted to do one of these services for a long time, uh-huh. but because of where I was leaving previously um, and I didn't really have a work where I could get deliveries. It was an issue because I really couldn't get deliveries where I lived because there was like no way to leave it except outside the door where right. anybody would have just taken it because it's right on the sidewalk. It's not like you could have even put it in the grass. Yeah. Or like or in a little vestibule or anything right, like right. that. Because the door, I do have, I did have a lobby, but it was locked mm-hmm. for safety purposes. So, um, so yeah, so I, I just really never felt comfortable, but I had always wanted to do one. So I think one like Hanukkah, I had asked for it as a gift. So I've had this gift card for a while, like waiting until I had a business address or a place where I was ready to use it. And then I thought I would keep moving, use it moving forward. And I was just like, I just need to use their gift certificate. So, cause it was like two years old. So that's why I did blue apron. Um, for me, it was too much cooking for someone who's such a novice. Like it wanted me to have a zester. I don't own a zester. That's a Sorry, little unrealistic. <laughs> Yeah, um, I didn't even I don't know what that was. Like, I cook um, a lot, and I, do. I don't have a zester. Right, right, right. So, and that one took me, like, an hour and a half, and it was supposed to take, like, 40, 45 minutes, but it just takes me a while. But now, like, Hungry Root, I, I'm, I feel, yeah, I should definitely tell them because I love them because like everything takes like 10 minutes to make it's awesome so I'm like oh I'm so skilled at like oh put a little olive oil start this do that you know put this you should put like um you should take some pictures and share it like I was um I this the last couple of weeks I've had uh you inspired me to get like some food delivery because I was like oh like I've had them before but I hadn't been doing it I was like actually it might be nice to kind of like change it up a little bit because I was getting bored with my cooking so I have green so I have green chef which is great I actually really like it it's not 10 minutes but it is definitely not hard it's like stuff that'll take you 25 minutes because I'm eating well but you also cook so like I mean, I feel, some of okay. it might have been where no. I was at. All right. That's fair. But it doesn't require a freaking zester either. So, like, I do think well, Blue Apron. Well, that was one recipe. The other recipes weren't for them, like Jamie. Hour, but that one was really, like, I think for them. But, you know, for... Blue Apron markets itself as being something that's, like, really easy for people. Like, that's literally their whole yeah. market. So, no, I don't think that, no. That doesn't sound very easy. for A zester is not a person who doesn't cook. It's like, you should not ask a person who doesn't cook to have a zester like doesn't not it's not a thing um but like you should take some pictures of the food that you make and then we can share it on our instagram which i haven't done and like okay. i haven't shared anything on instagram in six months so maybe i'll actually do something with that yeah that's probably no, not I true it's probably been less more than i think like since 
since COVID. I don't think I've been on it since COVID. So like maybe I'll maybe I'll Good get for you. Get I back still I still have feelings. Well, you know my feelings about Instagram. But... Yeah, and I keep thinking that we're gonna have an episode about Instagram, and maybe we should think about that for later this this year. I'm gonna remember. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, especially I think like you know, I was thinking about, I mean, this is kind of getting into the George Floyd stuff, but I was thinking about like, would things have been the same if we weren't in a pandemic? And I'm really kind of wondering about that because I feel like people are probably more on social media now Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. I know I am, um, than like I ever was before. Um, and that might not be true for everybody. It might be the opposite for people, but I feel like it is such an outlet right now. So it kind of makes me wonder, because I think social media is a, is a part of why this movement has been what it has been and it has, you know, continued and spread and everything else. Yeah. I have a lot um, of just like not really sure like why this is. So like I struggle. So anyway, hold on. Let's finish what you were saying. Do you have yeah, anything yeah, yeah. else before we get into it? Because I do. Um, I've been reading more, which has been good. Um, I've been like educated, educating myself, which kind of goes into what we're going to talk about too. Um, yeah. I mean, other, yeah. And like slowly trying to assess like things I feel comfortable with as things open up. I feel really proud of Illinois that we're kind of the lead <laughs> in terms of, uh, our response in terms of, you know, cases going down, continuing to decrease and stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel really fortunate for that reason, even though being in Chicago, we're, you know, it's, it's, I guess the most dense part. So it's the most challenging. Sure. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Some challenges I would say um, that have come up, but nothing out of like the ordinary in life. I think I've handled them well. So that's good. Good. I have been yeah. like doing. Yeah. How are you doing? Good. Fine. Like, I mean, the whole thing with yeah. George Floyd, Floyd is really upsetting, but like, mm-hmm. other than that, I've just been like very, like, I feel very clear brained. I feel like I felt Ooh, very like, that's a nice feeling. Yeah. Like, I feel like I felt very like muddied for like the time of mm. COVID. But mm-hmm. I think that, like, the fact that it's bright and it's, like, nice outside. And also, like, I don't know if I told you this. Like, I've started nannying twice a week now, which is another reason why you should no. wait. No. Yes. Like, you should wait until you feel comfortable to hang out with me because I'm around people, girl. Like, I, like, mm. nanny these kids. I, like, twice a week. And so I'm in their house. Um, and let's see. I have gone out to dinner four times. So you should definitely <laughs> wait until you feel, like, ready. Because I'm, like, out. I'm out and about. Like, I'm engaging I mean, with others. You are out and about, but, like, not very honest. Like, I feel like I think we maybe talked about this on the podcast. Or maybe we didn't. Or maybe I was talking to my mom about it. I was talking to somebody about how I kind of feel like I have an STD. Because I'm just like, okay, guys, I need to tell you exactly what I've been up to. I went to dinner four times. And at dinner, I did six, six feet apart from people. But I've only <laughs> been going to dinner with, like, one person. I did go to dinner, lunch today with a new person. Um, yeah, but we both wore masks. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I just feel like I'm just yeah, closing myself. I am, like, I have to, like, make sure people feel comfortable with that. I'm like, yes. Like, no, I, I agree. Because you feel you do want it to be their decision. Exactly. Not, no, and yeah. I feel like no, that's I what it. I would want to know, too. Like, I'm not, like... I was just texting, actually, mm-hmm. funny, and like, not funny enough, but interestingly enough, like, right, like, I ended up hearing from Katie. So Katie texted me, and we were talking about, um, she asked me what I was doing, and I told her I went to lunch with somebody today, mm-hmm. and she was like, um, oh, how was it? Like, which is like everyone, because I think I am the guinea pig of my friendship group, of the person who's willing <laughs> to go places. So 
she was like, how was it? And I was like, actually, it was fine. I was like, I've been out to dinner four times now. Um, and it's been just fine. Like every place mm-hmm. does things a little bit differently. Um, but I do feel like you have to tell people what you're doing. Because I think that like, while I feel comfortable like that, I was talking to my Uber driver because I again, Jamie, I also took an Uber today too. It was crazy. Yes. Oh, and you were going to talk about your Uber story. Yeah. So like I had an Uber it. like really quick. Like I've, this is my fourth Uber also. And so like, I've been in an Uber where the person had literally put up a glass, like a plexiglass between their front and their back. Like, so that, yeah. So like, it was totally like that. I had another person who had saran wrap through their whole, like to divide us. Um, and then I've had like the guy who I had today who just was wearing a mask. I haven't had anyone who doesn't have a mask because I wouldn't get in their car. Um, like that, I think that's the point is that like, I am very, I am in line with Illinois. I feel comfortable with where we're at. I don't feel like I should be doing more, I, but like, I'm not at like, I, my Uber driver lives in Gurney and he was telling me, he's like, yeah, in Wisconsin, there's no masks. And I was like, oh, what? Like that to me was shocking. Yeah. I, like, cause yeah. I'm so used to being no, here. No, that's true. And so, that's, like- that's why our state is doing so well because like I'm not, and, and I mean, honestly, like not everyone is wearing masks, but we have people who are like, well, I've talked to a lot of people who've been to other of a states. Bar. Like to me, that seems a little scary, but like, that's just me. Like, yeah, that, but, no, like... I've talked to people who've been to other states and they're like, it's like, this isn't a thing. Like people yeah. come up to me, they shake my hands. Like, yeah, I don't do that. I, I'm not shaking hands with anyone. I'm not hugging no, I know. anyone. So like, I feel like I'm living my life with, like, I am adapting to what I am taught, what I am calling like the new normal, which for me is until there's a vaccine that like we can all have I'm gonna be washing my hands I have a like double hand sanitizers in the car in my double backpack, hand sanitizers. And, like, in my purse <laughs> I'm wearing my mask until I get into the restaurant so anyone listening so, it's yeah. okay to hang out with Iris she's being safe I, I think I'm following the rules according to like the guidelines that we've been given but also like I feel I have felt comfortable doing that because mm-hmm. like I just you know I really I played by the rules the whole time. I, I tried to be as healthy and clean as possible. And I just need to like, I'm not, I'm definitely an introvert, but I'm like, it's summer and I want to like sit outside while I can. Like I want to hang out with my yeah. friends while I can. So yeah. like, that's where I'm at. But like, I'm also not fucking judging people who are like, I don't feel comfortable. I'm like, that's totally okay. That's why I, I try to be as honest as possible. If somebody says, Hey, do you want to do something? I'm like, yeah, sure. But I'm nannying twice a week. And um, they both work from home. So like, they're not exposed. But you know, I also went to lunch, like I've been to four different restaurants. And like, I'm just being honest with people. And then they can make the decision about, yeah. Oh, you know, I don't feel comfortable. Okay, that's fine. No hard feelings. Like it's, it's all good. Um, I agree. That's where we all have to try to get to because everybody's coping and dealing with COVID in their own possible way. And you just have to decide what feels safe for you. Like for me, Wisconsin doesn't feel safe yet. I might feel differently in three months. I don't know. Um, You know, who knows? I I just don't feel safe right now. But like, I don't know, maybe in a little bit I will. Yeah. So anyway. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. We'll keep you posted about like the level of comfort of Iris and where I'm going next. Um, but okay, Jamie, so tell me a little bit about how you've been dealing with like you. So one of the things I was going to start to say is mm-hmm. I listened to this podcast um, called Two Judgy Girls and I love mm-hmm. that podcast. It's so good. But like mm-hmm. one of the, yeah, girls, I love two judgy girls, judgy yeah. girls. I yeah. know Jamie, it's right mm-hmm. up your alley of stuff that you would like. It's all about reality TV. So I'm sure you just love it. Um <laughs> But it's like a really, I like it because like they talk. I used to love reality TV. That's the funny thing. I was like, I watched the first Bachelor. I watched the first Survivor. Like, 
when that shit was like new reality there was, I guess like I, I and I watched like real world yeah like getting, I, I was I think just that you watching would be happy our, with new reality tv I do yeah. think it's getting back like, I saw a- I got it I saw a news article on like where are people now from old real world episodes and I like was shocked that I didn't realize that the Miz from WWE was on. Oh my gosh, on... I can't believe you didn't realize this. I yes, because I watched that and I watched him on the one he was on. Yeah, Road he was Wolf. in. Chi- I think he was in Chicago, wasn't he? Wasn't he on Real World Chicago, no, like the first season? I don't think he was on Chicago, or I maybe he was in New York. In, or he was something in Brooklyn. Like that. I yes, feel like, like he, he was in Brooklyn, and there was that woman that he ended up hooking up with later, the black woman who was Coral, like, and he said something Coral. racist to her, and I was yes. like, I like, I watched, and she never it. let him forget it. But you know, they they ended up being friends and then hooking up. I think like Real World Road Rules Challenge or something, right? But I was like, I always thought he was a little bit familiar, and then. Yeah, that blew my mind. Totally blew my mind. Yeah. Oh, did I lose you? No, I'm still here. I was listening to you, but you're having your mind blown. I hear you. Yes. Yes. Um, but anyway, so on this podcast, the girls on this podcast, it's so hard to listen to them. I stopped listening to, to them for a little bit because they're like one of them. I don't know which one of them it is because I can't tell. But like one of them <laughs> is kind of racist. Like she kind oh, of says okay. stuff and I'm like, oh, like Jesus Christ, shut up. But like mm-hmm. I like the content. So I try to get over it. Anyway, so they didn't record a podcast last last week, kind of like how we didn't record a podcast last week. And they were like, because we were just doing a lot of listening. And then like. This is what I've, yeah, sure. But one of the things that I've been hearing (laughs) from people lately, like from white people lately, that is like, I'm Mm -hmm. really trying as a black person to not be irritated, but it is Mm -hmm. hard, is that Mm -hmm. everyone keeps saying, lots of people keep saying, you know what? I didn't realize that this was so much of an issue. So I'm just really trying to learn about it. And every time someone says that, I, I just go like, wait. Like, really? Like, you really didn't get that this was an issue? So I think a lot of the things that, like, black people are struggling with is, like, yes, we appreciate the support. Of course, like, I'm happy. But, like, some part of me is, like, are you doing this because, for once, it's actually, like, a thing? Like, this is cool now? Um, For you to actually give a fuck is actually a cool thing. Yeah, like, is it performative? Yeah, like, performative activism. Yeah, Yeah. and I'm, like, is Mm -hmm. it cool now because of social media? Like, so that you can post that you were at a protest or you can share. Like, are you doing this because it is, like, the in thing to do? Because, like, if you're young, you need to be progressive. Like, that's the trend is you're young Mm -hmm. and you're progressive. Mm -hmm. And this is, like, what the climate is. And you're open. Yes, and that's what this is now. But, like, in a couple weeks, you're going to totally forget about this like a hundred percent and like it just kills me like these women are like my age and like this is not the first time this has happened this is the first time where I have felt this much momentum so for good or for bad like wonderful like wherever this is if it's because of the pandemic if it's because of social media if it's because of all of the above great I think you need it to have like an actual change happen but like Mm -hmm. Jesus people like something like this happens every couple of years so to be like I was just so unaware unaware that this was even an issue I'm like really like you you made it to 32 years old and like you just realized that like Mm, it just now I'm wondering how many how many people you know who are 32 I'm just kidding (laughs) no like no no these are just people on social media no like no I get it I get it um, well okay so Oh, sorry. No, no. I just can say, actually, like, for the most part, people who I know in my regular life, um, they've been pretty great about it. Like, um, I definitely, yeah, like, I haven't met any, like, I don't know. I know one person who, like, I've 
like I'm friendly with and like I have not heard a single thing from them. They have not posted a single thing. And honestly, like sometimes posting things means nothing. Um, but like I haven't True. heard anything from them. I haven't gotten the text. And so there's been a lot of people like where at first, like when this first started happening, like a couple of years ago, like um, one of the first times I can remember is during Trump's first election and how mm-hmm. racist and homophobic and all of the ists that he is misogynist, like just all of them. And I was having a really difficult time with people who were like confused about whether or not they should vote for him or saw like some good things about Mm -hmm. Donald Trump. And I had like Mm -hmm. a really hard time with that. And then there was everything that happened in Ferguson. I had like a hard time with that, like, and always Mm -hmm. feeling like you're the black person who has to explain things to people. Um, Mm -hmm. So like on the podcast too, on this two judgy girls podcast, one of the women is saying like, you know, I don't feel like we should cancel people. I just think we have to educate people. And like one of the things that I want to stress during this podcast is if you find it within your bandwidth to be the person who is going to educate people, I applaud you. I think that is great. I'm not judging you. And I'm not saying like that there's no place for that. There do need Mm -hmm. to be people who do that. But for one, like, I'm not well, but I don't think that's your job. As yes, a black I was going to say, like, do I don't want to speak people. for every black person. But I, think... I want to say, like, we should not. I don't want to be the one anymore. I think yeah, we should well, leave that to, to the white people. Unfortunately, <laughs> I hate to say this, but it, I think it's it, yeah, it's not fair for you because you're I think, you know, that's the sentiment that I've read about and heard is like, I'm really tired. It's exhausting. Because um, it's constant. Yeah, it's yeah. like a constant and, thing. But, but also, if you look at, like, the the whole idea of privilege and racism, unfortunately, it needs to be white people talking to other white people. That's the whole point here. Right. And so that's what I think is, like, like it shouldn't, like, as a, if you are a black person and listening to this and you do want to be the person who explains things, please do. Or even if it's in, like, certain situations, go ahead. I'm not saying that all black people shouldn't do this. What I'm saying is that as a black person who mostly has white friends and people that I know, I'm tired of explaining it. So what I've started to do this time around, this, you know, fourth or fifth rodeo in my adult life, I have just decided, like, if you don't say anything, if you don't reach out to me, if you don't have a question, if you don't have a fucking concern, I'm immediately just being done with you. And at first people would be like, oh, my God, that's so horrible. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, no, fuck you. Like, it's actually coming from a place. You telling me that I'm horrible for being done with people who are not for me is horrible. So, like, I'm probably not going to be friends with Mm. you either. And so, like, luckily no one has said that. But, like, I have heard that before. Where It's like, you shouldn't just cut people off. And it's like, you know, in this situation, I think that we – I think I'm good. Like, I cannot deal with that. So, like, I haven't had any kind of, like – major confrontations with people where I'm like, fuck you, bitch. But I, Cause I'm not going to, it's like, I don't really, I don't care enough about the people to do that. But I have had like three people who I'm friendly with that I've mm-hmm. literally like, completely deleted, like off of all of my social media. And if, and when I ever hear from them, I don't really know how I'm going to respond. I don't know that I'm going to say like, Hey, um, you know, I was really like, I had a really difficult time with like how you handled this or if I'm just going to ignore them and ghost them. I haven't decided I will report back, but that's kind of like where (laughs) I'm at now. Like I'm just done. I don't want to spend my life explaining to people who are my friends about, Mm -hmm. you know, things that are so like, to me, like you not understanding, like I get it. Maybe you don't understand all of the nuances. Maybe there you are, you don't really know how it feels. That's totally understandable, but to not know that it's an issue that means like there's no way we can be friends like because there's so much for mm-hmm. you and, and that doesn't mean that you can't be saved because I think you probably do need to be saved but is it like where I'm at in my life 
there's too much work that needs to be done with you for me to want to do that with you right now. Now, if you come back and like we encounter each other five years from now and you're like totally a different person and you have like a perspective and you've done the work. Wonderful. I'm not saying we can never be friends, but I'm not willing to be friends with you while you try to figure the shit out because I don't want to have to teach you or explain it to you or anything like that. Yeah. I, I think that's really fair. Um, and and um, I would like to be vulnerable as a white person on here and, and talk Please about do. some of my experience as it relates to what you're saying. But I really just want to support you in doing what you feel it feels comfortable for you. I mean, if there are people in your life that are not serving you, then I think it's it's fine to have distance from them. Exactly. I mean, we've talked about that. Um, and, and I don't, and I think we should be able to be unapologetically ourselves and be seen and heard. Um, and if someone makes us feel that we can't do that, yeah, that's exactly. not okay. So I think that, um, you know, that's a perfect yeah, place yeah. to be. Um, but I'm really interested to hear like your perspective, like everyone who's listening to this podcast, like we actually, so funny enough, not funny. We didn't decide to do this podcast because of George Floyd. We actually had this podcast planned. Um, because Jamie and I had a really good conversation a couple of weeks ago, which feels like years ago, but it was probably just a few weeks ago um, about like why my experience with COVID so different and like, like just how different, like Mm -hmm. Jamie shared a really interesting article about why Hong Kong was having like such a different time overcoming this because their people are very much the same and they feel aligned. And I was, we, and that led us to having a conversation about how, Americans are so individual, like we're so like much the individual and then we're tribal, like at at the same time, the individual and then the tribe. Right. And it's so based on our own perspective. And I really relate to what you're saying about, or I'm thinking about my own experience about what you're saying about just being shocked by how people are like, oh, I guess this is a thing. Um, You know, it reminds me of like an SNL sketch right after the presidential, the last presidential election results and Dave Chappelle was hosting and it was him and like Chris Rock in the sketch. And then all the rest of the people were white and they were watching like election night and the white people were like by the end of the night, like, I guess, or or no, they were saying like, oh, Hillary's going to win. And they were so excited at the beginning. And then Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock were like, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. And then by the end of the night, the way people are like, oh, I guess racism still does exist. And Dave Chappelle and Chris Rock were like, really? Like, yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> totally. And then when you think about that. So, like, so it's, it's, I, I think that's, it that's is. what you're and, but like, saying what I keep, here, right? What I'm but, saying again, though, mm-hmm. is like you just so actively pointed out that was in 2016. It's 2020, people. Exactly. Why have you, how much has to I happen know. for you to be like, yes, this is a thing. Like, we, it keeps happening. You can't say that you don't know. That's crazy. I know we should stop saying <laughs> Well, but you know what, you know, what's so interesting, though, is because I, I can definitely like in thinking of my own experience, like there is, I, I don't know, I don't know, I have a hard time sort of judging where I'm at, because I also just want to recognize that I have my own implicit bias as a white person, and I am racist as a white person, um, implicitly, if I'm not trying to be explicitly, because I don't think I try to be on purpose, I don't think I'm an explicit yeah. racist. 
Um, and thank gosh, I've watched Robin D'Angelo last night. She did like a one hour question answer with um, one of the, the superintendent of the Evanston School District. So I'm I using love that. some of her language. So that's and really helpful for today. Evanston to work for their school board because, and actually as like a diversity, oh! like a person to help them with their diverse hiring, because like, I think that they have such a great school district. <laughs> Yeah, the superintendent seemed awesome. He also seemed really cute. I know. Oh, good, Jamie. If I get a job, right? so I'm gonna be. <laughs> but that doesn't mean he's not married because she wasn't wearing a wedding ring either, and she's married. So I don't know. But he, I was very much like, I want to find out. Your Let's do the work. Um, Let's figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um, so yeah, so as someone who I think like is not intentionally racist, but uh, knows that I have implicit bias, which means I, I am still racist, but just not explicitly implicitly. Um, I don't think I am necessarily at the beginning of the journey where I'm just waking up to this. I'm just becoming aware that this is an issue. Um, and I do struggle like you, Iris with people like that in some ways, but I kind of also get it because I think it shows how segregated yeah, that's we very still true. are. Um, that it's, as a white person, it's really easy to have no understanding of black lives, no understanding of, you know, or, or no encountering black lives or with black people. Like it's, it's very possible to have a life like that. Um, and I very much have had a life like that in many ways. Um, and you know, so I do think I, I am aware of some things, but it's easy. I think I mentioned to you, like with the pandemic too, like it's so we have an amazing yeah. ability to forget. And I was thinking about how this, what happened with George Floyd still made me feel like I was waking up, even though I wasn't not aware of racism, but I think like I struggled with how do I make a difference? Like I remember when mm-hmm. um, the Michael Brown situation happened and I was just like so upset about it, but I didn't know what I could do. And I remember wanting to get involved with Black Lives Matter, but I wasn't sure as a white person, if I could, it wasn't clear. I tried to do my own research. I reached out to someone who was in one of my faith groups who was black. And her response was like, I'm trying to get a, a list of resources together. I'll get back to you. But then I felt kind of bad because I was like, I hate having her being a black person, having to tell me what to do. Like, I felt like, shouldn't there be somewhere else for me to figure this out? And I think I even mentioned that to you, Iris, like we talked about it. I think at some point I was like, I would love to know how I could be more of an ally, which I know people have different issues with that word, but I never really knew how I could do that. And I don't, again, want to rely on black people to do that. So I do feel like this has been great in terms of now I have so many resources to know what to do where I don't know why I didn't before. I still am trying to figure out well, why you know I what? have access to that. And some of it is I probably didn't look hard enough, to be honest. Like, I probably was like, yeah, that's really sad. Okay, let me turn on my, you know, TV now and watch Hulu. You know, it wasn't something that was in my day-to-day life, unfortunately. It was something I heard about that I was think happening that, to like, other a lot people, of the reason why you're right? able to find more resources now is because I do feel like, Every like when you're a person, when you're in it, when you're a person who's filled with so much rage because it's direct, the 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 actions are directed towards you. It's very hard to be to be clear headed, mm-hmm. and also like it's very difficult for me to tell sure. you like how to be me, right? Like or how to help me. Like sometimes like I can try to tell you, but like 
it, it like in the moment of me being so passionate and like distressed and you know not also not wanting to offend you yeah. because I feel like this is the first time that I've heard so many white people say like I I could be racist I might be racist I am racist I do have some privilege like mm-hmm. I, I've never heard so many people be so willing to say that but my point is I think the reason why you're seeing all of these resources is because yes I do think that there are black people behind it like helping to put it together but I think it's because like this group that is growing, the growing group of millennials, the growing group of whoever is younger than us, I think it's the Z's, the Gen Z's, maybe. I don't know what their group is called yet. But mm-hmm. no, okay. no, it is. So, like, it the, is Gen, the Gen Z, Z and the Gen the millennials, yeah. like, we are, you know, we are very much aligned in what we think is important. And I think that with that allyship, just not even just with white people, but with Latin, the Latinx people, the LGBTQ mm-hmm. women, I think that like the ability for us to come together because we are very like-minded generations who are now becoming adults, I think is why you're seeing a lot more um, organization, like not just random, not just like, you know, protest for one week and it's over. These are things, I, there was a protest in my neighborhood yesterday. This is continuing and I think it's because there's a large buy-in and I mm-hmm. think it's because it's it's more than just black people care about this. And I think that it couldn't happen. Like even a abolition, like slavery ending couldn't happen with just slaves being unhappy that they were slaves. Like you need people to be bought in and helping you <laughs> right? and feeling right. like they don't want this to be happening anymore. So like, I think that's why you're probably noticing because mm-hmm. I do think there has been a lot more partnership and a lot more ability to organize um, because it's not just all on us to do so. That's why I think, you know, people like you are really important because everything you do is just going to continue to help. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, there, I definitely, even though, again, you know, I knew that about racism, I, I, and I also understand that I have implicit bias and that makes me racist. Like that was one thing actually that um, Dr. D'Angelo was talking about last night for white people is like, stop thinking maybe you're racist or you're not. You, you just have to know that you are like, and there are, and you just don't know it. And that, that isn't a bad thing. The bad thing is denying it. (laughs) Um, So I think I knew that, but you know, as I'm learning, um, you know, I started listening to Stamped. Um, I, I went to this, uh, you know, talk last night, like I mentioned, I watched 13th, which I hadn't seen and, and just also seeing stuff in social media. Mm-hmm. There's so many things I didn't know about so many things. Um, and it's really, it's upsetting yeah, and to I think find that out. The documentary that you just mentioned, and, like, that's a great place to start. I think that there's a lot of things mm-hmm. in that one in particular that people don't even know. Yeah. About. And it's. Right. And, and, and I say this too, being a person who feels mm-hmm. like there was stuff that I knew more so than some people like, but I think our ability to forget too is so like, I knew about the stuff about mass incarceration and the connection, um, you know, with, you know, the, the improportionate amount of black people who are in prison, but I also didn't really ever know or consider the shift that happened from slavery to mass incarceration. Um, you know, and, and I'm also thinking like I was paid when I was what in my early twenties, I was paid by the um, organization I was working for to mm-hmm. go to a training called undoing racism, which was an amazing training. And guess what I remember from that training? Yeah. Virtually well, I mean, nothing. That's true. 
And I think, I think that's so amazing um, because I like learning and I obviously know this is an issue. And yet I think honestly, some of it was my own bias that I didn't want to remember the information. It didn't yeah, serve and me and my privilege. Probably, I think like on one hand, yes, I think it probably was like, you didn't want to remember it. Maybe. However, I'm going to be the person to give like most people more credit. There's a lot of the times where I do want to learn something, but it's not directly applicable to my life at the moment. I was literally just thinking about how I wanted to go back to school to be a therapist. Like Mm -hmm. we've been talking about this a little bit and I literally worked from home Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. three years and I could have easily just had this program done because I had all the time in the world to do it. And I didn't do it because I wasn't thinking about it. It wasn't important Mm -hmm. to me in that moment because it hadn't clicked in my mind that this is something that I really like, I knew I wanted to do it, but it didn't seem like a need to do it. And I'm sure at that point in your life, you had other things going on and mm-hmm. like, no, like you, you don't hate black people or you don't hate Latinx people. You, you don't hate them, but. Well, but, but even that though, right. Iris, exactly. that is privilege, right? I didn't have to listen. I didn't have to pay attention. And, and I will tell you when I was in that training, I remember being like, having these same moments of waking up of like learning new information being like, how did I not know that? So, and, and yet still, like I've, I've said, like, once, you know, you can't unknow, but actually now that I'm thinking about it, as I'm saying this Mm -hmm. to you, it's fucking so possible because I did it from that training. And you know, one thing I did take away that I will always, that I always, I've thought about, because I think this is also a huge barrier that a lot of, you know, because some of the language that I really um, have been, I've been appreciative of, and it also scares me is a conversation about how some of the most dangerous people in terms of racism are liberal white people, <laughs> liberal white people who are the people who are saying they don't see color and they voted for right. Hillary and or they when voted you call for Obama, your black colleague you know, who you um, completely just shit on. Cause this happened to me last week. You totally didn't acknowledge the fact that a lot of the black people within your organization were going through trauma. You didn't acknowledge that. And the first thing that happens is that you call me and tell me how many black friends you have. That's what that is. Like, (laughs) wow. Yes. Yes. So, so anyways, um, how was I connecting this? Oh, oh, okay. So we, so I think this is something that we, we don't want to admit. Okay. And this was an amazing conversation we had in this undoing racism training. So in this undoing racism training, um, they have, they, they try to bring people of all different kinds of walks of life, including race, culture, um, you know, socioeconomic status, et cetera, as they can. So there were different, uh, different races in the room and someone of color asked, I just want to ask an honest question. Like, are you are for the white people in the room? Are you guys worried about losing your power and your privilege? And the first person to speak was a colleague of mine who said the very PC liberal white thing to say. And, and she might have meant this too. I, I, and I'm sure she actually did, but I think she was kind of missing some of the point. But she said like, no, I don't, I'm not worried about scared of losing my power and my privilege. Like I want everybody to be equal. And here's this amazing white savior story where I didn't understand why my son was treated differently by another um, a friend of his who was of color and I wanted to save him and blah, 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 blah. And then the next person was like, honestly, yeah, 
Yeah, I, I, I am worried about losing power and privilege. Like Good I like them. having it. And ev- that's, I know it was so refreshing. And every white person I think has that. Because the reality is, is that if we want equality or equity, if that's mm-hmm. a better word, I was, I was reading yeah. about that, how maybe equity is better than equality. Um, we are going to lose some power and some privilege. And we're, Right. Why who would, would we voluntarily want to sign up for that? But like, <laughs> I think not for me as a black interest. person who, yeah, but and that's a part of the problem, right? That's a part of why. Well, we and don't I think the closer that we issue. all integrate, like for me as a, a black person, sometimes when I do have like, when I hear people who are white like really come down on themselves really hardly, um, I feel bad and I think that I've probably tried to do it a few times in this conversation I want to save you I want to be like no not you Jamie no like you would you would never and I know and like that's yeah no I don't need that you I have to let you and like that's the hard part for people to yeah well but that's that's also years of you feeling like you have to appease other people because it's what is the right thing to Mm -hmm. do or it's what and that's why I think most people most a lot of black people feel and that's why the the progressive white person does become very dangerous because you have the progressive black person, me, who's telling you that your behavior is okay. And that's, you know, all not good. And so there is a little piece of it that us black people have to take back too. And that sometimes we are not the best at saying this was not okay with me. And I know I'm, I don't always, I let a lot of things go. So I think there's just work to be done for everybody, but it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it definitely starts with white people. I feel mm-hmm. bad saying that, but it, but it does. <laughs> no, I think it does too, because I think it has to be the people in privilege and power. Um, because, uh, you know, I think you guys have tried for, I think you guys, that's maybe not the best way to put it, but I think black people have tried for a while and it's time to pass the torch on. It's not like you, it's not for yeah, lack of but trying. We can't, you know, we just literally cannot you know, carry the load alone. And I'm happy to see, and I hope it stays the same, that this is happening. And also, I'm, I'm going to lead that into our question, unless you have something else to say about this. But our question will give you more time to talk about it, uh, no, because it's directly related. Good. Okay. Yeah. So this no, is I think a good question, good think. question. Um, It relates directly to this part of our conversation. So that's why I was like, oh, I'll just go ahead and read it. So this person starts us off by saying, This is going to be lengthy. So buckle up, actually, is what they say. This is going to be lengthy, so buckle up. Um, I'm a very left-leaning person in a place with lots of right-leaning people. Many people in my city are homophobic, transphobic, sexist, racist, etc. As everyone knows, the George Floyd protests are the main topic of conversation right now. It's all anyone seems to be talking about or posting about. After some time with my friends, I came to the conclusion that they are currently in defense of the police, unlike me, who is very ACAB. Now, Jamie, do you know what A-C-A-B means? I don't I feel either. like I I'm do, but not in this moment. Okay. I, I know. We'll come back. Oh, okay, let me great. look it we'll, up. We'll, I'm we will tell you all what that means at so the end, because I, I don't know either. I was like, what is that? Okay. So. All right. Well, all this guy, this guy thinks thing this I'm, person thinks I'm that all cops are bastards. That's where his, that's where he's coming from into this conversation with all of his friends who are in defense of the police. Okay. So I didn't know that was a thing. Um, 
after casually saying fuck cops, yeah. they said, but it's just the police in America since I don't live in America. Um, so this person is not American. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. The police around me seem to think okay. they're absolved of all system of all systemic racism just because it isn't reported on here. And but police are supposed to keep us safe. And in my opinion, they only seem to keep certain pe- people safe and not the rest of us. After telling them that our country does have racism, they ignored me and left me on scene, meaning like the text message. They just didn't respond. Um, I know I have to like learn this language because I'm Uh, pretty sure this is a Gen Zer and they're way cooler than me. Um, Okay. So as for my family, (laughs) my sister believes that police can be reformed and that only some cops are bad, which I don't. So this person's totally like just absolutely not. Um, the rest of my family have not said anything about about the protest. My whole family is extremely homophobic and transphobic, though. On multiple occasions, my dad has called members of the LGBTQ plus mental uh, community mentally ill. He's, yeah, I know. This is tough. He's also oh. stated that gay people are gross oh. because even the animals <laughs> don't do what they're doing, even though there is... This person's dad is kind of a jerk. I mean, yeah. Even though there is documented research of animals having same-sex partners, uh, and has said slur many times. My sister has said that she hates the homosexuals. And oh god, my favorite, which is sarcastic, is when somebody says they refer to a whole group of people as the. Like Donald Trump likes to refer to black people as the blacks. It's just that's always like (laughs) the beginning of how you know it's going to be bad. So anyway, his sister said. She hates the homosexuals yeah. and that there are only two genders. My mother is better, I guess, as she says it's well, it, well, it's their choice if they want to go to hell. This is wonderful. Oh. She doesn't support my sister or my dad in their very aggressive and active homophobia because she's just passively homophobic. She's just, you know, okay. I am not Got at all it. letting my mom's Got homophobia yeah. slide uh. with implying that gay people have a choice over their sexuality, but she usually doesn't get any more involved than that. My dad is also racist. He calls black people monkeys, gorillas, and blackies. Some people online are saying oh things gosh. not directed at me, just general things about the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, if your friends are racist, then drop them because you are supporting racism. Or you're a fake ally if you won't stand up for racism from your family or friends and things like that. They're generally just saying to confront the p- bad people in your lives. I also want to make it clear that I don't ha- that I that I have a very low social status at school for years. I used to only have two toxic friends, also not very popular. They dropped me and I had to find friends. So when I have friends, I try to latch on to them as long as I can so I don't end up alone again. Everyone in my school has very different politics from me, by the way. So my mm. options here are to either put up with, with their beliefs, some of which I believe wow. to be contributing to racism, or have no friends at all. I have also had very dark thoughts before because I felt like no one understood mm. me and because that everyone at my school hates me. At least one panic attack of mine was caused by anxiety about fitting in and looking weird. My family is homophobic, transphobic, and racist, and some of them are not afraid to show it. They might get violent towards these groups. My worry is that if I become too much of an ally and becoming too vocal about human rights, I may no longer have a place to live, and they might accuse me of being gay and use that as a way to force me into homelessness. So am I still an ally to black people and to LGBTQ plus community if I let this go? Am I an ally if if I put up with racist homophobic views because I'm scared I might not have a place to stay if I speak up too much? Am I in support of the Black Lives Matter movement if if I am worried about my friend's approval and I don't want to go back to not having any friends? 
Isn't that like the worst? Ooh. They didn't how, say. They didn't say. How old they is just this um, person? Does it say? Oh, yeah, gosh, I don't I know. Well, I mean, I want too. to. Right. Like, so I should go. Never visiting I should go there. back and be like, actually, can you just send me some <laughs> details? Like, what town is this? Like, it sounds horrible yeah. that like you have such limited <laughs> options. Uh, they did. They did. They did. But I didn't um, read from the question. Yeah, I didn't oh, read that. I'm glad did. they got some support. Um, get some comments back. So that okay. part of it is good. But. I just think wow. it was a good question because I like it, it's so easy to say, right? Like you are not an ally. Like I was talking about at the beginning. Like if you don't say anything, I'm gonna like totally cut you off. But mm-hmm. then I'm like getting this story from this person. What the thing that mm-hmm. I will say is different from this person is that we're going to assume I don't know how old this person is and I don't know where they live. Um, where they live is less important, but how old they are is. I definitely can see some amount of wanting to. Yes not rock the boat if you're a teenager. Um, this person is probably like 16 or 17 years old. I'm going yeah. to assume. Yeah. Sounds high school That's age. Sounds and like, like school living age, with people who are yeah. horrible. Um, mm-hmm. So I can definitely see, and obviously this person has had some depression, some anxiety. I can definitely see them not wanting to be alone, but then also this is probably causing them a lot of anxiety too, because it's against everything that they think, which is crazy to me. First of all, that this person yeah. is human has is so like against all of this when they are surrounded by like everything that's telling them to do the opposite of what they think like they still feel how they feel despite mm-hmm. like it being totally completely unpopular which is what we were talking about too is like are people being like this like active and progressive because it's a cool thing to do it sounds like in this person's stance this is like the wrong thing to do and they want to anyway but it's almost it's dangerous it's dangerous for them to do it like it sounds like they are in danger mentally yeah I think that's a good way to put it because I think our safety really comes first above everything and we really can't be helpful to others if we're not like I've had I've had people I've talked to who they're kind of like questioning if they deserve safety given what's happened with George Floyd. Like, well, not everybody gets safety. So why do I deserve it? And I've said to them, like, I understand what you're saying. However, you can't be helpful if you're not safe yourself. (laughs) Like the point, the point is for not, for not all of us to become unsafe. It's for all of us to become safe. Right. So it's not going to help to like deny yourself of that. Um, So I, I agree. I think that's, you know, safety is first. And if, if as much as the language around, like, we do need to speak up, um, we need to do it when it's safe to do so. There are some people that it it isn't going to be safe to speak up. And that's not necessarily our responsibility as an individual to do. Um, Hopefully they'll get, you know, those people will get messages in their life. They don't necessarily have to come from us. So I actually went back and I was looking at um, some of the comments that people said, because I thought maybe that mm-hmm. would be interesting too. Um, and so they basically, people yeah. are saying that they agree, like they agree with what we're saying is that like, if it is not safe for you to do this, like there are other ways that you can be an ally other than having to get into. Exactly. That was going to be my suggestion is like focus on finding places where you feel like you connect with people, concentrate there. And then once you feel, cause this doesn't sound like a person who has enough self-worth right. to set healthy boundaries at this point. 
So they really need to get like their people, their community, their tribe, which can be hard right now. But I think it's possible, especially um, I think with the pandemic, we're realizing the importance of online community. Um, so that can be a great place to start. Yeah. I mean, and I, so that was like Reddit, the first person's example. response. And then there are some other people who are responding to, and we don't know the ages of these people. So like, I'm going to say like that they are, I'm going to go under the assumption that they're like my age, like, or older, like not really older, but like they're adults. And so one of the people did say like what we said, if like standing mm-hmm. up, um, for your beliefs against your family and friends has the potential to make your life far worse, then I wouldn't recommend it. Compromise by being an ally online. An ally online. I think that basically we think that that is the best thing that you can do. And that's the nice thing is that a lot of people are saying like, you can just do whatever you can. So if it is, yeah. Right. Everybody's path is And different. I mean, as you grow all older to be an everybody. adult and like you go to college, if that's like possible for you or you just move out, you get a job, like you can choose who you want to be your family and friends. You'll have a much bigger world ahead of you. Um, right. Right. Yeah. And maybe there'll be another chance down the road. Exactly. I think when you're not living in their house thinking that friends. they're going to accuse you of being a, homo- a homosexual and kick exactly. you out. Syphilis. Exactly. Right. Because then, I mean, yeah, because right now it sounds like yeah, exactly. the living so situation I think is that's part the case. of what's and There are some people in here, though, who are saying things like, um, you know, um, in my opinion, so here's the one comment, um, and we never do this, so I think this is actually interesting, is to talk about what people are saying. So, um, in my humble opinion, there can be friends who are yeah. not in the same political camp. Politics, friendships, and family should be separated. There are moral people with a good character in almost every political camp. Mm. You can profit from friends who think differently because the, they challenge your viewpoints and vice versa. Don't provoke unnecessary discussions in your daily life with random people who are not able or willing to do so in a differenti- differentiated way. Have one or more discussions instead I will have one-on-one discussions instead with people who are really interested in politics and know there is more than just one legitimate viewpoint on political issues. So um, I would say I disagree with that. So to me, this is not really a political issue. It's a human rights issue. It's about some, like, um, the, this is all just about people yeah, being humans. Yeah, and so exactly. while I think I that this person should really, in my opinion, like bide their time until they can get the fuck out of their household um, and then try to like be the person who they want to be. <laughs> Uh, and, and surround themselves with people who they want to be surrounded with. I, I know that there's a lot of people from multiple, various backgrounds who would agree with this. I know I had a friend who was from Mississippi who grew up with really racist parents and she was in love with a black guy. She could not marry him, um, because it was during high school and then during college and she was fully dependent on her parents. And she always thinks of that guy as the one who got away, but it was hard for her because Mm -hmm. she was young. And so like she moved away, like she moved from Mississippi to Chicago and she never goes Mm -hmm. back. Um, because of that so like I and I know that there are lots of people who are LGBTQ who are in the same boat they were raised in a household that did not accept them for who they wanted to be and so maybe they did have to stay like not expressing themselves fully until they were out and then they found their own community and I really think that's what this person has to do but if you're an adult and you are surrounded like I don't find any Mm -hmm. value in talking to somebody who's okay with um like a police officer putting his knee on somebody's neck for eight and a half minutes. I don't find value in that and I'm never going to. So if. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really interesting what we, we believe is political these days. Um, and I was watching a queer eye episode from this, um, from this like current season where they, 
someone made a comment about church and state and then one of the queer eyes was like oh, oh yeah and that's happening Absolutely. in our country like church and state is being really <laughs> is is really blurry um so I think yeah I think political like right. something's political when you have an opinion and you um you know you want to see certain policies um you know, enacted, or you, you believe in, yeah, you believe in certain policies, you might believe in certain laws. Um, I think when you're denying, yeah, totally, like, if you don't agree going beyond about, politics. like, Catholic school vouchers, which was, like, a huge thing during the Bush administration, like, he was, like, re- he was really pushing people to go to Catholic schools, and they were giving out vouchers for that. If you don't like that, I feel like that's a separate issue from, like, somebody being murdered on the street. Like, the- Right, right. But also like, like you, I just find it so interesting. I think it's also a thing of privilege to think that you have a right to tell someone else how to live their life. Like, it's one thing to disagree with it and to say, like, I don't want to be a part of it or whatever. But to actively, you know, put money into lobbying so that people don't have certain rights is something that I really struggle with. Like and so, like, I disagree other with that person who commented. Like, I completely disagree. I, I do find value in having people that are different from me. But, like, that's not a thing that I think I want to surround myself with people who are different about. Like, be different about, like, if you like, you know, spice. Oh, you know what? Me and Jamie. I like Green Chef. Jamie's really loving, like, <laughs> the, what is it called? Hungry Root right now. Jamie likes to cook 10 Hungry minute meals. Route. I'm like, cool. 30 minutes sounds great. Like that's, that's the spice of life. Jamie wants to go hiking. I want to lay yeah. on the beach, but we can both right, agree. Right. <laughs> Iris. Yes. Iris. Right. Iris likes to be on the beach. Yes, on vacation. But we're both like, I hey, want to be more murdering active. somebody like, yeah, in cold blood on the Those street is wrong. Are... So like that to me is like, that's a great place to start your friendship. We can right. agree on that. <laughs> Um, and we can just, you know, go to different vacations and that's okay. Like, and, and maybe occasionally you'll lay on the beach with me or, or at least a pool right. and I'll go hiking with you. And, and that is right. Right. I have to send you, I just found one that was like, if I can find it, it was five different beaches yes. and like, you know, those, like the different houses. Yes. Okay. Yeah, like pick send your that house. It was like, it to me and Heidi. It was really, and I thought of you and Heidi. And I was like, oh, I have Find to see what, what you guys would think. But okay, I have to good. see if I can send it again. I think I know which one would be yours. There was one that was we'll like. We'll tell you guys about it next time. You... Oh, no, I um, can't But remember. that's it. For... That's perfect. I think we we're just right. in an hour, anyway, so I don't want to go I'll too much it. longer. But this has been a great conversation. I'm super happy we had perfect. the opportunity to have it. Okay, if perfect. you managed to sit through this hour and find value in it, that's amazing. Yes. And, you know, I think we value you and appreciate you for listening. Um, please don't forget to like and subscribe to this podcast and leave us a comment. Um, and don't forget, five stars only. Thank you, Jamie. Five stars only. Four uh, and, and a half is okay. Final note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Any feedback is yeah, good. Just like, like, you know, in this conversation. Think it was okay um, to murder someone. Feedback is That's not appreciated. appreciated. At least not from me. But um, any last thoughts, Jamie? <laughs> Okay. Well, everyone, just so you me no. too. I yes. appreciate and this guys, conversation we week, had. Thank you I'm for never having gonna be able to stop me. saying, guys, yeah. I have to work on it. That is my thing to work on. I'm so <laughs> – it's so bad. Yeah. No, I struggle with that too. And people who know me, like, working it's in – It's hard to stop. Women, it's such a hard one. Okay. Like, you all, you all say that? Y'all, like, I don't know. next week we'll actually be back with another episode, and we're going to be talking about polyamory <laughs> with our friend Bree. So we'll talk to you then. Yay! Bye! Yay!